Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on the show another week. And thank you so much for all you faithful listeners who are here every single week, no matter what. Now, this week's show, we have our very first time having a guest on for a second time. That's a lot of times that I just said. But anyway, uh, this week we're going to talk to LaVarsier Cornerstone from Grow the Heck Up. Primarily, well, it's, it's really about a bunch of stuff. But what really got us excited to go ahead and do this interview was a new app that I found called Anchor which is a phenomenal app. If any of you have been interested in podcasting, this is a simple way to do it. And they're working on making it a whole lot easier and better and more efficient. I mean, it's really easy, but you know, there's so many things you could do with it. But check it out, Anchor, on your app store, Google Play Store, uh, whatever it is. But, uh, but yeah, make sure you go check that out. And we're going to talk a lot about that. We talk about social media strategy, so many things. The conversation really had so many different areas of interest that it's going to be really hard for me to figure out a good title for this episode as I'm thinking of it right now. So anyway, uh, before we get into it, I do want to thank TrueStrengthApparel.com for being a patron for the show. Make sure you hit up TrueStrengthApparel.com. And at the end of the show this week, we're going to announce another giveaway. So... Make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show and figure out how you can win yourself a free shirt from truestrengthapparel.com. And also shout out to wordpressstan.com, wpstan.com. Uh, if you ever wanted to create a website, you know, WordPress is one of the most one of the most common ways of building a website. And uh WordPress stand, that's kind of his area of specialty. So if you need to get a website built, make sure you hit him up and see how he can assist you in that venture. And so anyway, uh, without further ado, here is the interview with Lavoisier Cornerstone at Grow the Heck Up. All righty, welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. We have another interview and, uh, and, and this is kind of, um, to me, it's important because it's the first part two it's the first time we've had a guest come back onto the show for another interview but with the the light of current events that are unfolding right now i figured it'd be really good to talk about it and uh so we have uh from grow the heck up mr lavoss your cornerstone is back with us how you been doing man pretty good man what's happening grace and peace welcome 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 all of you to the first time to who the Grow the Heck Up show on Business with Bordeaux, I guess I would say. I'm so used to broadcasting the same and telling people welcome, I forget that I'm on somebody else's platform. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's interesting. And, um, you know, because you're always kind of talking to people. You're always broadcasting, doing Periscope, Facebook Live, Instagram yeah. sometimes. So, um, so yeah, it, it's awesome to have you back on the show. Good to be and, here, bro. I really enjoyed our combo. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I, I know we both went back and listened to the last convo. Uh, how, how have things been going since the last time I had you on the show? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's, it's just really business as usual. You know what I mean? I mean, there, there, there's always bright spots and dark spots. But for the most part, man, just pushing forward, man, building a team, um, learning how to build our ecosystem, what works for us, what our next steps are, what we need financially, human resource wise. It, it's, it's been awesome, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. I got to tell you this, though, man. And this is something that really frustrated me. And uh, I hadn't talked to you before the interview. There was a gentleman I was talking to. And he was talking about how Christians should never uh, accept money for doing anything gospel related. Like, right. And it, I don't know, it frustrated me so bad. I let it get under my skin. And it, like, it bugged me for like three or four days because I was just like, yeah, but I mean, we should always be promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And are you never like, if that's your life calling to do that all the time, right. like, you know, right. And, right. um, I just wanted to mention that because I know like, you know, there's people out there who are very gospel oriented in everything they do. Right. And, right. Or, so, or, or at least they, or at least they think they are based on their philosophy and how they process what they think they see in the word. I don't, I don't think that those people are any more gospel centered than a businessman sometimes. I think I think being gospel centered means obedience. And if you're preaching and God wants you doing accounting, then you're disobedient and your life is not gospel centered. So but I know what you mean. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that to the table real quick. But uh, so we already got a background on you and everything. Grow the heck up. If you 
don't have you, if you don't know that at this point, you need to go back and listen to the first interview, and because uh, it was a great one, and it was actually the it's at, to this point it's still the most downloaded episode that I've had of the show. Wow, praise God, good stuff. I, I think That's it's cool. close to the two hundred mark at this point, oh, which which for me is a lot. I know That's for a big name podcast. <laughs> So I know for a lot of the big name podcasts, you know, that's a small number, but for me being, you know, the, the little man on the business totem pole, the, the Christian podcast totem pole, uh, it's, it's kind of a huge deal. So, Hey man, wins, wins are wins. You know, they're not wins by comparison to someone else. They're wins because they're wins to you, man. So congratulations. Exactly. I'm awesome. glad to be a part of it. Exactly. I appreciate it, man. And so kind of the reason why uh, we we really needed to get this interview done as fast as we schedule this thing, because <laughs> uh, but the reason why is because I wanted to talk about um, kind of having a community of people around you when you go into a launch mode. Right. Specifically right now, focused on anchor because. Right. Uh, Anchor is it, honestly, it's not that new. It's been around for a couple of years, but they, they got to a point now where the the user interface is super easy to use. Right. And they have so many features on the platform that makes it so easy for anybody to start their own podcast or interviewing all that kind of stuff. But so right. I hit you up. I don't know what about a week ago, maybe. Yep. Something like that. I don't even know. And, um, and, as soon as you found it, like you were all over it. So right, for sure. I, I would love to know what was it about Anchor that got you so excited? Uh, that's an interesting question. So for those of you who don't know, Anchor is a radio reinvented is what, they, what their tagline is. It's a broadcasting platform that allows you to send out basically snack bites of audio to your audience. You can do it singular by yourself or you can conduct an interview. And so I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. And the whole thing was to video or not to video. And if you're going to video, how do you synchronize the audio? You're going to use Skype or you're going to use OBS. And so all of those dynamics and, and, and variables, and I, and I got two microphones and they're both USB and condensed. Like there was, oh, yeah. for, for some people, that might not be a lot of things to configure, but but it's a lot for me. So in the midst of this, you hit me up and say, hey, bro, I haven't messed with this too much, but I think people are using this for this, that, and third. I think it might be great for Grow the Heck Up. So I say, okay, cool. And so I looked at them all. Like, this, this seems interesting. Then two days later, another one of my creative friends, Rager Moses, hit me up and said, yo, I don't know if you've seen this yet. I said, okay. Two people who I respect in their spaces are hitting me up about the same thing from two different sources. So that means it's probably getting some mainstream burn. Let me pay attention to it. That's, that's kind of how I think. So it made me check into it a little more. And I said, oh, yeah, this is wavy. This is incredible. <laughs> and, I, and I instantly recognized that there had been nothing like it up until this point. Instantly, because I am out here on social media. I, I have used WhatsApp and Telegram and I use Signal. So, you know, I, on Snapchat, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, I use all of these platforms. So I recognize when something comes along, it only takes me two minutes to see whether or not the interface is easy to use and whether or not it has a functionality that will benefit me. Gotcha. Gotcha. And whenever you got on it, uh, it didn't take too long for me to see that you started posting stuff. 100%. And then immediately, like I noticed cause I'm in the, you know, the telegram group that you have full of yep. grow to heck up community members. And yep. you, you immediately hit them all up and said, Hey, you got to check this out. And then did you want me to, what was the first thing you did? Did you hit up a bunch of people that were interested in it for them to use? Or were you just kind of letting your, your broad community know about it? Uh, both, both. I said, but, but primarily I, I instantly saw vision for myself. And my first goal was to say, yo, let's create a growth the heck up. Let's come together as a fist rather than a spread hand. Shout out to bridge B for that analogy. And I said, listen, we can all clock in and do shows at a certain time on the channel, which is still what we're trying to do. And but what started happening is and here's a key factor why I believe in it even more now than I did a week ago is when I tell somebody it's something they don't always have to be excited. Sometimes they see the vision. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I'm wrong. But everybody that I've been putting on to it is immediately having the same reaction that I had. And I'm like, OK, that's so that's a cue. 
if everybody I recommend it to is having the same reaction, then that means people over the world, around the world are going to have the same reaction and it's probably going to pop off. So I instantly started thinking about ways to maximize it. And that's, that's kind of what Grow the Heck Up is built on, crowdsourcing knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So whenever I find anything of value, whether it's a song that I think is dope or whether it's a new group or whether it's a piece of information about investing, we're based on information sharing. So it, it, it's only right. It's a natural it's a natural progression to share whatever it is that I come in contact that I believe is useful or beneficial, whether it be for business or communication. Gotcha. Gotcha. I understand. And so immediately after you had kind of let your community know about it. Yeah, we got, we swarmed on new. I got, I got at least 30 people on, on, on anchor at least. And, um, and I'm, 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 there might be more, but I know that I've at least put 30 people. I'm, I'm the reason that at least 30 people have joined right. and at least, 10 or more people, 15 or more people are broadcasting because I was like, yo, listen, this is great for you. I really see how you could use this to benefit your brand and your, and your, on what you're doing. Gotcha. Yeah, man. So immediately afterward, like I noticed I, I ended up finding in the app, just playing around with it. I saw that there was a charting system and I saw that grow to heck up hit. Like I was at like, I don't know, top 500 or something, which mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how many active people use it or on the charts, but I did notice that grow the heck up was like 13 or something whenever I saw it. Right. We peaked at nine. I think there's three categories. I think there's top 500, top 100, and then there's like top 20. And we were, we fluctuated from like 19 to ninth place. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I, I thought it was amazing that immediately as soon as it posted up there, that like all these people were starting to comment or starting to call in. And, and I think that's the difference in, in with anchor is because it's such an audio driven platform, right? Like strictly audio. You can't go up there and text comments. You have to call in. Right. Right. But not just that, but I also saw that, that there was some engagement between the creators of anchor. Right. Right. Two, two, two of the people that I put on the platform, um, have been echoed and shouted and saluted by the co-founders, which is awesome, which is awesome. That's Trisha Bell and Harv with Seek First. Harv has a show called Seek First about sports, and Trisha has a show called My Epic Fail. And while they're not subsidiaries of, of GTHU, uh, we definitely were the catalyst for them. That, that's our brother and our sister, so we, we, we uh, suggest – we just thought it would be great platforms for them as well. Right. So aside from – because I would say the – the interesting thing is whenever you have platforms like YouTube, you have Instagram, you have uh, Periscope, Facebook live, what right. makes anchor like unique in, in what you would want to do with grow the heck up using it uh, aside from the other platforms? Well, uh, first go, going back to, um, again, I'm all about crowdsourcing information. So going back to what you just asked about the engagement from the founders and ranking, I immediately, that's not an accident. You know, there was no guarantee that it would happen, but I made sure, say, hey, once you post content, make sure you tag Anchor and make sure you shout GTHU. So even if we don't get engagement, they know our names. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because that's just part of the marketing strategy. And so we're trying to position ourselves as authorities. And because I teach social media, media, I do classes on social media. So, but anyway, that was part of the strategy. So next is the ability to create podcasts with little to no effort. So as soon as you open up the app, couple of different options, big red plus sign, you press it, you can either do an interview, record, add music from Spotify or iTunes, or you know, so forth and so on, a couple of options. So I think that it gets down to business for the podcaster because there are a lot of different platforms, but they're not all integrated. After you use this one to record, then you have to use this one to syndicate it, and then you have to use this to share. With Anchor, you come in, you record your audio, you can share it anywhere, plus there's an option to click a podcast button. You turn. So how it works is whatever audio you create, it stays there for 24 hours if you don't do anything else with it. If you want it to exist in perpetuity or longer, you turn it into what's called an episode, and then it stays on your station. Then there's an option to turn it into a podcast, which they automatically syndicate for you. So all of this talking and streaming I've been doing for all this time, never been on iTunes. I'm on, I'm on um, anchor for like two days and instantly press a button and now grow the heck up is on iTunes. That's incredible to me. And so, you know, that's the thing. I, I, I don't sell anything that I'm not passionate about, whether I'm selling it for money or trying to persuade people. I think that that's 
that's where the impact is. That that grow the heck up has built a reputation for, for saying, hey, you, you you may not agree, but I'm sincere. And I think this is awesome. And people have come to kind of feel like, well, you know, if Voss says it's awesome, it, maybe it is. And so, you know, we, we just try to maintain that, that credibility. I would say I, I just thought what you were just talking about. And, and I got a new term to use whenever the Vossier thinks it's awesome. We'll call it Vossum. <laughs> right. I like that. Right. My, 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 my corny anecdotes. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I can't use it for myself. You know, to, you know, the Bible says to seek one's own glory is not glory, but uh, I hope it catches on. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, man. Right. So I, I just saw in the news this morning that SoundCloud is in deep, deep trouble. And, yeah, they're in deep, deep trouble. And I actually, just to say, I use SoundCloud to, uh, to host my podcast. Right. And so it's it's got me curious at how it's going to affect me as a podcaster, right? And and other musicians they use it to put their music out, and and it's it's used for anything kind of audio as well. And so right. I see this move with Anchor as definitely another threat to SoundCloud. Of course, because of course, like Anchor, they they do it for free, and um, major podcasters who are on iTunes and actually make money from podcasting still put their um, podcast on SoundCloud for free. Yeah. So it's definitely a huge part of that world. And, uh, but that's it too, though, bro. Like, okay, you're on Snapchat. Like, who do you follow that talks about Snapchat a lot? If Snapchat is important to you, then you should be following a thought leader who Snapchat is important to. For me, that's Gary V. So Gary, if Gary V say Snapchat is dying, it doesn't mean his word is gospel, but he's so invested in it that, you know, okay, I'm going to take a listen to that. So you telling me, okay, SoundCloud's dying. So in addition to Anchor, I'm going to be keeping my eye out for who's going to be trying to take SoundCloud's place. Maybe it's Anchor, maybe it's a competitor. So just getting into that mindset of staying on the cutting edge of whatever it is you're invested in is important. And you find those sources, whether they be news outlets or talking heads or thought leaders like Gary Vee, Malcolm Gladwell, whoever it is. And um, and that helps a lot. It does. Yeah. And I think it's... Uh I think staying on top of that and knowing and having those like not having all your eggs in one basket because right. now I'm thinking, okay, how can I use anchor to piggyback off of my current podcast? But if SoundCloud shuts down, which right. I don't know if they'll shut down. I think somebody would buy them out like Spotify. I think at one time Spotify was yeah, talking Spotify about buying was, uh, out. Yep. Spotify. They, 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 they were in talks. We posted that on grow to heck up. That's true. Yep. And so at this point being able to figure out, okay, what are my other options if SoundCloud dies out? Anchor now is one of those options. Now, another thing right. another thing that I noticed is that um, with the five-minute intervals, and, and I kind of want to get your thoughts on this, how do you think, because whenever you're on and you do your own personal uh, broadcast, you're limited to five minutes. And then if someone right. calls into your station, they have a minute to respond to whatever it is you say, and then you can respond right. to them again with five minutes. And so right. do you think that is a good or bad thing for, for Anchor to be limited to that time frame? I, I think that, again, with, with startup culture, look at the way, look at the, way um, the app economy works. You're always – see, that, oh, I, love this, I love this, bro. You get me excited. So <laughs> remember back in the days when you got Windows and when the next version of Windows came out, you needed a CD. You know what I mean? So now app technology, people are making iterations upward while you're using the app. So I suspect there are some features we can kind of expect to happen. But here's another thing. So I just did an interview with No Malice and I cut off at the five minute mark and I called him back and I started it over because I thought that's what I had to do. I didn't know that it would have kept recording. So it says somebody just sent me something that said interviews do not have a time limit. We've tested up to four hours long. Wow. Right. So. Right. You just probably have to break it up in five minute increments. And, and I'm learning that. But, he, but here's why the five minute thing is 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 might be better than people might imagine. Because people are not as interested in what you have to say as you think they are. <laughs> it's, and it's and it's not because you're not that important. It's because they don't have the time. There are five hundred thousand other podcasts in the same topic vying for that attention. So I think that just like Twitter. Not everybody's great at Twitter. Some people are better at Twitter because they have mastered the ability to communicate powerfully in that 160 or 140 character sandwich limit, right? So I think that that's what 
Anchor has the potential to do. I only got five minutes. Let me make sure this counts. No, um, uh, yeah, the bird's outside. No, let's get to it. And that's one of my pet peeves, too. Like I said, you know, offering value, like making sure you get straight to it. So um, I, I suspect that they will eventually make it longer. But I also think that it, it forces us to up the quality yeah. because of the attention span. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm excited to see how that ends up working for the long term. But I also suspect that they will eventually up the limit. Right. And I would say with that quality content in the short time frame, I mean, the way we are, the way our society is now, we want it quick, right. fast, in a hurry. And right. so I think it's, right. it, it, it's halfway genius to force people to collect those thoughts in five minutes. But Right, for sure. But there's also a situation where you can do part two, part three, part four. So what do you think? Of course. Do you think people are just going to extend those thoughts into the previous, to extended parts? Well, here, here, here's the wonderful thing. I think it prevents a tremendous opportunity to create professional level broadcasting. So you, let's say you record your interview. It's 45 minutes long but you can only post in five minute increments. Now, if you have a substantial enough audience, now you can legit stick a commercial in there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You can legit, if you, t- if you take, let's say an artist wants to advertise on your platform, you can agree to put their song in there from Spotify or iTunes. I think, so I think that, you know, I, I wish for things all the time. Like, oh, I wish they would have done this. So I w- but you know, at the same time, I'm also, my mindset is always on, okay, how can I use what they've given me to work with? And I kind of have that mentality. Okay, so I wish it was longer, but what am I going to do with this five minutes? Okay, we can break it up. Oh, that um, presents an opportunity for advertising. So I have my wish list, but I also make my plans for how I'm going to maximize what I'm giving to work with on any on any new platform. Right. And I'll say, you know, those wish lists and, you know, having everything situated exactly how you want it. In general, that's just not the market. Right. Like you, right. you can't go into anything with the idea of this is exactly how I want it. Of course. So it, of course we, we, we all, but, but here's the, Oh man, man, bro. Everybody's not going to be a founder. I'm sorry to cut you. I'm, oh, everybody's good, not going to be the founder of a, of a tech company. Everybody's not going to start a tech company or hire app developers, but the people who solve the problems are the ones who ultimately succeed. Like everybody wishes that they could put links in their Instagram posts, but you know what? Somebody made it more possible by creating link tree. I'm going to make it so you can put one link and change the content at that link and list as many links as you want at that one link. Okay. Link tree solves a problem. So there's always an opportunity to solve a problem. And I think that you know, again, like I said, I know everybody's not going to be an app developer and solve problems of that magnitude, but I think we should think like that. You know, how can I find a way to work around what other people see as a problem to give me an advantage in the marketplace and give some people something else that someone's not doing? And so my mind is continually on that kind of thinking. I'm always looking for how to circumvent what uh, others see as problems and limitations. Yeah, that link tree, you, uh, I heard about it. Mm-hmm. And whenever you told me about it, I was like, man, I have got to use this. Or anybody out there, mm-hmm. if you're not on Linktree, make sure you check it out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to try to mm-hmm. put a link and, to that, a link to Linktree <laughs> in the descriptions. Right. Right. And and that, that's our strong suit at Grow the Heck Up. Me, JSLA, we got people like Talea, capital letter T, past life gone. And, you know, shout out to the writers, but the, the, the media gang, the media trap gang is what we call ourselves. <laughs> um, we, we out here trapping on social media, you know, just putting our heads together. That That's our specialty to find, to make communication efficient. How can we be most efficient? What's most practical and what's most efficient? We think very intentionally about how to make it count, right? Because we're, again, like, like Gary Vee says, we are day trading in attention. So we have to make sure that when people bless us with their attention, that it's worth their while. That's another thing too. It's, ser- it's still service driven. We want looks, we want eyeballs, we want advertising and all that, just like any other media company or business. But we don't focus on that as much as we do making sure that when you find us, you find value everywhere. Right. If you go to Instagram, it's going to be worth your follow. It's not going to be, oh, just because I like Grow the Heck Up. No, Grow the Heck Up has value on Instagram. Oh, well, yeah, he's on Periscope, let me check it out. No. 
uh, Lavoie State and Verde Hiccup, they have value on Periscope. So I think focusing on adding value and serving your audience in a way that's beneficial to them, um, I think that that also will lead to innovation because we're like, yo, we got to get this to people. Isn't this awesome? Let's share this with people. How can we make sure that they get the message? Yeah, that's something else I wanted to point out real quick. And I, well, I just thought about it when you were talking. And the fact that when you create an anchor station for anybody out there who is thinking about creating an anchor station, I would right. say anchor is at a point right now where it's a perfect place to jump in. Listen, perfect. Listen, and, brother, when I, oh, wait, I'll wait till you finish. I was just going to say, so whenever the, 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 the app developers, the founders, co-founders of anchor, if they see that you have a little bit of momentum behind what it is you have going on on their platform, what's going to happen when they Google your channel name? What are they going to find? Right. Right. And so right. having that same exact name, that title on all of your platforms that you have out there. Right. You need to make sure you're doing that. You need to make sure whenever they Google you, that you can find you on all these other platforms because right. then that opens up a potential for a partnership. Right. And you know, th th this, this is business with Bordeaux. This is not hobby with Bordeaux. This type of advice is not for people that are playing games. This cost, this is sacrifice. You can't, you can't build a business off a nine to five coming home and watching and binge watching Netflix every weeknight. Like it's going to cost you something. So I know it takes a lot to be on social media and find the right tools. Um, like, but, but, the, but then again, Making the investment to find the tools is what helps you to ultimately save time in the long run. Like I just told one of my friends about if this, then that social media syndication. When I post to Instagram, I hit five social media networks every time just from pressing send. Right. We hit Pinterest, Twitter, just from one click. So it's like, you know, it's very important to take your social media seriously. So your, your, your social media is your marketing. You want to talk about marketing budget? It's the time you take to develop your social media strategy in this day and age. Yeah. So what were the things that whenever you jumped on anchor that you knew you, you said you were two minutes into it and you, you right. said one thing about easy to use. Mm -hmm. Were there any other mm -hmm. metrics that you saw that kept your attention on it? Shareability, the ability to share other people's content on your own station, share to your station immediately. And also to re repurposing content is so important. The ability to take content from one place and use it relatively easy in another place. They have an option in Anchor, you can download it as an MP4, not just an audio. So that means it now turns into a video with your logo and color background that you can repurpose to Instagram or to Facebook and it'll play as a video, mm -hmm. right? That's so dope. So yeah, so, so shareability, ease of access, whether or not I need to get, like you, for instance, I'll give you an example. Anchor would be valuable to me if nobody else ever joined it, right? Because of the because I could press one button and I'm on iTunes anyway. Right. So that was another thing. I was like, okay, this has value to me, whether or not other people start to use it. If other people start to use it, that's triple, quadruple the value. But so yeah, things like that caught my attention. Ease of use, great interface, simple to understand. That's another thing. The onboarding process. I know because every day it's like, oh, a new app, a new app, a new app. The onboarding process was surprisingly simple, and I was encouraged by that. That pleased me. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, let me ask you this. Now, like you said, even if people don't jump on there and consume your content on Anchor, right. you're going to use it for other platforms, whether or not anybody's on Anchor or not. Right. Now, a question I would have, and this is definitely something that I encountered whenever I the first episode that I put up there was our first interview. Right. But it was only a portion of it because my goal was to lead people to the website to get the rest of the interview. Right. And so I realized, well, I can't really use anchor just to repurpose all of my content that I already have out there. Right. So a question I have for you, because you are on so many different platforms, what is your idea, your thought process behind repurposing the same exact content on all the different media channels or how you can utilize the different media channels for different types of content. Yeah. And that's what I think about. I don't think everything is good for everywhere in the same way. 
in this instance, like I said, if, if nobody else used anger, I'll anchor, I would find value. However, I see tremendous value for other people. So right now, I'm repurposing content in the hopes of getting people to join. And that's why I wanted to aggregate other powerful voices. Click on Anchor to see Grow the Heck Up, but then check out Sense. Check out Business with Bordeaux, whose content I'm going to be continuously sharing, thereby showing people like, yeah, you know what? I like this Anchor app. I'm going to check for this. And that's why I thought it was so important to go after the creatives first. Right. Yo, Sense, you got to jump on this. It's fly. Yo, Business with Bordeaux. You, you put me on, but you get the idea, you know? So, yep. And so, yeah, everything doesn't work well for repurposing it everywhere. And then there's a danger if you repurpose everything everywhere, you don't give anybody any reason to check for you in one specific place. Exactly. So that's important. I, I don't re- repurposing content is important, but all content is not repurposable for all purposes. Like I don't want you to think you're going to get the same thing from Periscope or YouTube. I don't want people to feel like they're going to take it or leave it. Snapchat, you're going to get little tidbits. You're going to get some, you know, some Bible references. You're going to get a little bit more personal look when I'm walking around or doing life or I'm eating something or something like that. If that's your interest, follow me there. If you want um, produced content on topics, you know, YouTube is the place to follow us. If you want that live interaction feel, then that's where you hit us on Periscope. Facebook is like, okay, I got to be there because that's the marketplace where everyone is. Like, so I got my different reasons for why I use different platforms for different things. Gotcha. I'm going to have to go back and take that whole purpose quote that you just did <laughs> right, right 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 so be on the lookout no for doubt. that on instagram or whatever no doubt no doubt so yeah man so i want to i mean i think anchor and, and this whole entire podcast could be based on just anchor itself for sure and so is there anything else you want to bring to the attention on anchor itself or maybe something that you uh-huh. want <laughs> go ahead uh, no, I'm thinking about what you're saying as you're saying it. Go on. Yeah, because one thing I would like for this interview to do was for the folks at Anchor to listen to it and get right. some good ideas out of this interview. Because that's partially why I wanted to do the interview. Well, uh, I can't lie. So far, they're doing a great job. I'm still catching up. You know, they, I'm, I'm sure there are things that I'd have a wish list, but I'm still catching up to it. So I, I don't I don't really have anything now. But you know, overall I'm enjoying it so far. So far, they're so far ahead of the game in so many other areas that I'm not I'm not being nitpicky about whatever it is that whatever it is whatever else it is that I might like to see. I just I just love what they're doing. I gave them a dope review on um on uh on the Google Play Store. The developer responded, said thanks. You know, we 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 just want to we we want we, we we hoped to get the attention of the founders and creators in in the hopes to give honor to their platform to show them that hey we're a Christian media based company uh you know regardless of what you believe we have an audience that counts you know and that we revere and respect your platform and we just want you to know we're here you know we want our voice to be heard you know we don't want any type of special acknowledgement we just want to let you know that we're making the most of the platform that you've given us right it's something else I wanted to mm-hmm. point out. Is you're, you know, kind of going back to the that community and kind of that launch of your station. Yeah, we could definitely talk about the community and Telegram and all the people that, that are involved in Grow the Up and stuff. But yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. But one thing I wanted to point out real quick is I feel like that anybody who is a Christian that is a content creator needs mm-hmm. to jump on Anchor right now. Reason being is I want Anchor to see all of these people who are interested in these Christian content providers that they will be forced to put some type of Christian content creator on that automatic channel that they, cause you know, they have a list of channels that they give you when you first sign up on anchor. Right. It's like suggested channels. Right. And so whether it's grow the heck up, whether it's track stars, whether it's on a rapzilla decides to do anything, DJ Wado, anybody out there, Christian, uh, CHH today. Right. I feel like we as, as consumers of Christian content and Christian content creators needs to jump on this right now. Of course. To let somebody know, Hey, people are interested in Christian entertainment. Of course. 
Of course, of course. You know, so I'm I, I'm with that. I think that um, you know, I think that every community has their, you know, they ha- they have their niche. And I, like I said, I, I think that th- this is valuable to anyone who has an audience, regardless of whether or not they connect with other niches outside of their own. If th- if that makes any sense. So yeah, Anchor is dope. It's our new it's our new favorite app, and we'll definitely be taking advantage of all that it affords. And uh, doing our best to uh, represent well. I just did an interview with No Malice, and by the time this comes out, um, yeah, we, we we hit some. It was a learning curve, right? Because I didn't realize that you could record as long as you want and then break it up later. So I cut off the interview, and people are saying it's short, but that's kind of awesome too. We'll turn that into content, and we'll do a broadcast <laughs> about the learning curve, and we'll say, hey, this is what we learned, and this is how it works, and and that'll be that. Oh yeah, those learning curves, man. It's in general. The learning curves are always like you're thinking, oh, man, I wish I would have known this beforehand. Right, right, right. And I, and I think that, you know, like it really does take some condition. And like since the summer began, my family and I, I, I'm tired right now from swimming. I've been swimming like almost every other day. And I love swimming, man. But it takes some conditioning to work out all the time. You know that that I'm, I'm making that a part of my lifestyle and it's not easy. And so, you know, conditioning yourself to be an active learner, not a passive learner to where you learn something only when you find a hurdle. Like, oh, I don't know how to do this. So, you know, you have to kind of be, especially as a business owner with the rate at which technology changes, if you hope to be a true competitor in the marketplace, you have to be an active learner, a person who says, okay, I'm going to look for, I'm going to follow certain creatives and certain creators and certain innovators, and I'm going to watch what they do. I'm going to listen to what they say. You can't learn passively and have a competitive edge in business. So you have to follow The Verge, um, uh, The Verge, who was a, a channel I follow on Anchor, but you know they've been around. The Next Web, Mashable, Fast Company. You know I'm always paying attention to those guys more than my favorite musicians. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So you have to be an active learner. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So let's jump back into the group launching strategy. Right. What do you feel like people need to do in terms of before they actually start doing something? Because here's the thing. Grow the Heck Up already had a following. Grow the Heck Up already had a community of people that you could reach out to. Right. To go out there and really help boost the ratings. Indeed. Now, what are the things that you've done before now to be able to enable that to happen? Uh, what do you mean specifically? You mean okay, as so far as building that following or platform? Yes. yes. How, do, how did you build this following, build this group of people who were able to trust you in your word to be able to really support you in this endeavor? Well, here's the thing, man. A couple of years ago, I started sending out I mean, not even a couple, got to be like 10, 15 years ago. No, exactly. Like 11, 12 years ago, maybe I started sending out an email, uh, with encouragement and I was getting and people were forwarding that email and jumping on my email list before I was like a Christian rapper officially and recording, putting out albums and stuff. And, uh, and then one time I, I decided to borrow a piece of content it was like a story, a news story that was interesting with a lesson attached, but it was fake and it was a fraud story. And I shared it without doing my due diligence. Now, mind you, I, I had done like two or three weeks, two or three times each week. And then when I sent out this fake story and I had people joining the email list that were like their, 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 their email names were like at law firms. And I could tell that the crowd had some prestige. And once I sent out that fake email, unbeknownst to me, I didn't do my due diligence. I immediately lost the trust of the people on that email list and I got discouraged and I quit. So I understood the importance of being invested in the well-being and making sure that you're feeding people what's healthy. You know, don't be going telling people this is the best burger you ever tasted. And then they find out it's made out of pink slime or something like that. So. The, cre- the credibility comes from a true desire to, to, to build a relationship genuinely. And then secondly, I really do like people, bro. Like, I'm really interested <laughs> in, like, what people do. You know, what do you do? What are you about? What has God called you to do? What are you built for? What are your interests? How can I be of service to you? Can you be of service to me? Can we do something? Uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm inquisitive about people. And I think that even though I have so much to say about what I believe, I'm genuinely interested in what makes other people tick and what they want. And I think that that helps me be able to serve people, you know? Right. 
Yeah. So whenever you had, whenever you were thinking about really pushing this thing, what were the were, were there were there key pe are there key people on your team? Because I'm yep. trying to I'm trying to formulate the idea of a launch team here. Right. Right. Are now, are you, are you talking about launching a business in general, a media platform as an influencer like we like we're doing or or anchor specifically or what? Well, I think in general, when you're talking about releasing content, like whether it's a book, whether it's a, right. a podcast, right, uh, some type of show on YouTube, right, anything like that what you've experienced in launching different things, what would you say are the important things that you need to have in order for people, before people try to launch something? Because I think one thing that we do when we launch something, if we're not prepared and right. it bombs, right. that's very discouraging. Right. Right. So you don't want to bomb when you're launching something. So what do you think people need to do prepping for a launch? Like, obviously, like I said, your grow to hook up, grow to heck up anchor channel was a little bit different because you kind of already had that community there. Right. right. I come with the squad. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> gang, gang, right? <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> so for anybody who might not already have that, what do you right. think they need to try to do beforehand? What do you think? How should they kind of formulate a launch team in order to kind of have that high ranking coming out? Well, the first thing is prepare to bomb weekly. Right. Prepare <laughs> to put out things that nobody responds to. Prepare yourself to not get one retweet or like and prepare to be a prepare to iterate on the fly. The world works the same way software does. You know, Twitter was started for uh, to help people like to, to, to work with EMS and fire fi, and firefighters and stuff like that. But that's not who ended up using it. So they switched directions. Instagram was not a photo sharing app. Right. But the photo sharing app was the feature that people were using most frequently. So they totally switch lanes. So be flexible, be pliable, be prepared to change your strategy and also connect with other people who do what you do and build a reputation with them. Because a retweet, an acknowledgement, a share from another influencer who has a greater or larger audience than you from a genuine place too, not just schmoozing and butt kissing so that you could get somebody to to big you up, genuinely engaging with other platforms and creatives and creators, they will take notice of you. And I think that if you have something worth sharing, eventually the cream rises to the top. If you are if you are always sharing something worth hearing, eventually people, will, even if it's one person a week or one person a day, you will build credibility. And then it's like Gary Vee always says, listen, and, and my man JSLA calls it we borrowed this from Gary Vee, even though he didn't invent it. It's the 5149 rule. Always make sure that every relationship you're entering in, you are giving 51, right? As opposed to 50-50. Make sure you are always on the giving end. You give, you give, you give, and then you ask for business. But make sure you are focused on adding value to people's lives. You know, it's like it's like they, it's like I would tell a performer or a rapper. I don't care if it's three people in the audience. You better make sure you turn those three people into fans for life. Yeah. You know, you don't focus on the empty seats. You focus on the seats you have. So if you got 20 people paying attention to your posts, then you need to make sure. As a matter of fact, sometimes, watch this, sometimes a lesser audience can be an advantage because you can get real-time feedback. You can inbox somebody and say, hey, listen, man, I saw you like that uh, that Facebook video I I, I, um, I did. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on XYZ? Or, hey, just wanted to give you a shout and a salute and say thank you for watching. Appreciate it. That person is guaranteed to take notice of you next time and more likely to share. So a small audience can present an advantage as well. It's like Absalom in the Bible. David was the king. Everybody knew he was um, God's man. But Absalom went around in people's ear one by one. The little guy sometimes has tremendous advantage. And so being small and being the underdog is not always a disadvantage. You, again, that's that, okay, well, how can I maximize what I have at my disposal? So size doesn't always matter. There are advantages and disadvantages to every position um, in life. Gotcha. So what I'm mm -hmm. summing up from what you're saying is when you're getting started – it's not really a matter of how many people are really consuming your content. It's not. It's not because everything has to start from somewhere. So whether you got 20, 200 or 50 or 1500, feed those people because those are the people who like everybody shares what's important to them. I see a lot of Christian rappers and people, you know, complaining on social media about what their family and friends don't do. 
what their family and friends don't share. Oh, Christians don't support this. And as black people, we need to st stick together and support this. Or so family won't even support you, but they share Jay-Z's album. Let me tell you something. They value Jay-Z's album more than they do yours. And don't and don't think that they're hating. Maybe face the reality that what you're offering may not be as valuable to them. So maybe that's on them. Maybe their priorities are out of order, are out of order, but maybe what you're offering is not as valuable as you think it is. And sometimes you need to humble yourself and say that what I'm offering is not as valuable as I thought. How can I now add the value? Or you can let the pride, like, oh, no, everyone's hating. No one wants to help you. That's not true. People intrinsically and naturally share what they find interesting and funny. Like that, I don't think people say, oh, you're my family. This is dope. I like it, but I'm not going to share it because I'm hating. I don't think that that's how people are working. If you share something funny or interesting or worthwhile, people will share it if it resonates with them. So what you need to do is get in the rhythm of what's happening, feel the pulse of the culture of what's happening around you, meet people where they are and make sure that people are, you know, make sure that you can entertain, entertain and right. the definition for entertain change the way I, you know, cause a lot of Christian folks who do things, they, they're fond of saying things like, I don't do this for quote unquote entertainment. But years <laughs> ago, I looked, the, I looked up the definition of entertain. It means to pleasurably hold someone's attention. Like when you're entertaining company at your house, I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. So you have to be able to pleasurably hold the attention of people. And if you're not doing that, then, you know, that may be on you. That may not be on them. Everyone's not always hating on you. And something else that you had said as part of a group, whenever you were doing kind of the anchor launch and, and helping people get started is you were talking about the fact that people need to make sure that they are creating content or sharing content that other people because okay let me reward that so whenever people are sharing things on their timeline right they're giving part of their real estate what what, what you like to kind of talk about of course they're giving course. you space on their real estate of course for other people to see and engage with or whatever and they have to trust that it's going to interest those who are following them right for sure for sure and so key being that you're making this content that other people are giving you some of their real estate for other people that follow them because they have to trust you enough to put you on their timeline. Of course. Of course. You, you got some people out there who say that was funny, but I don't like this guy. He's always sharing ratchet stuff, you know, or wow, that was real, but I don't want to co-sign this guy. So I'm not going to share him. People actually think like that. So I don't play with my timeline any more than you would see me doing something silly in front of my brick and mortar business. Now, if I thought it was fun and engaging for the community, sure. But I, I treat my business like a business and I treat my social media timeline like it's my place of business. I don't play. Unless I think I have something to, interesting to say about what I'm eating, I'm not saying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I might, I might say something funny like, because I'm always talking so deep, I might say something like, yo, on the real dot, 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 I gotta tell you guys honestly, dot, 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 this peanut butter and jelly sandwich is fire. Now, be, because I don't share stuff like that that's frivolous, people find that funny, right? right? But even that's very intentional. I don't play with my timeline, man. That's I, I, I respect people's attention too much because I know that people be like, I, I'm cool. And it's easy for them to hit the unfollow and you won't know. And that's another thing about social media strategy. People are complaining about uh, friends not supporting, not even knowing only 35% of their friends list are actually seeing it. So it's like, and then by the time the rest and, he, and even those 35 are not guaranteed to be on, you know, like there's so many factors. But, yeah, um, take your timeline very seriously and understand that when people grant you their attention or you're graced. Right. Because if something's scrolling my timeline, I may not have chosen it. So right, right. if I'm if 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 if. And, and I'm using this facetiously. Don't stone me for idolatry. I'm not breaking a commandment, right? If the <laughs> Facebook gods, right, choose to show your content to someone, you want to make sure that it, it's engaging. And so that's how I'm always thinking when I'm posting, whether I'm posting scripture or something funny. Even what I post frivolously is not frivolous ever. Right. And so I guess to pick it back off of that, and this is applicable to Anchor because I've heard you state it to some of the folks who were getting started on anchor, right? Titling anything. How much time do you take to really focus on how should I word this 
to bring people in and click on it? I, I, I can't say how much time, but I say I think about it every time. <laughs> every time. The way it reads, the the way it's going to sound, sometimes even the phonetics, you know, because that's another thing. I run a media website and we have I have a senior editor. I have two. I have a senior editor and two senior writers. So it's me, um, uh, Janine Commodore and Nate Mathis from CHH Today. And we mull over titles. Hey, guys, I don't like this title. What do you think? OK, let's use this word instead of that word. Like, uh, is this too long? No, I think I, I think it's long, but I think it's engaging. Should we do you know, like and so I think about. Again, I day trade in attention. So I want to make sure that I'm marketing it correctly and also making sure I give you deliver on my promise once you decide to give me your attention. Right. I know one thing I noticed with another podcast I do, the Solomon's Porch podcast, the two most downloaded episodes. One of the episodes is top Christian songs and why does God let tragedies happen? Right. That's the right. number one at this point. Wow. The second wow. one is Pet Peeves and Faith Q&A. You, you, you said Pet Peeves and Faith Q&A? Yeah, because like, the way that show is, is we have a news, we have a news segment. Right. We have like a top five segment. Right. So top Christian, or top Christian songs and top right. Pet Peeves. Right. And then we have like a a more in-depth segment where we talk about why does God let tragedies happen and we bring uh -huh. a biblical approach to it or faith Q and a was more, we were in the studio with an agnostic who had questions about our faith and the Bible. Oh, wow. wow. But the one thing I noticed though, was that the topic titles, I feel like was what really brought people in because they were thinking about it. And one it's what, culture questions right and right. trying to find the answer and that title that i decided to put on it is right engage them enough to bring them into the party right right tap tapping into the pulse of the culture meeting people where they are and making sure you deliver it see because sometimes people call it clickbait but as i talk with um chad um chad horton from rapzilla shout out to them that's not what clickbait is. Clickbait is when you use a provocative title and when people get there, it's not what you promised. Right. You know what I mean? So using a provocative title, it doesn't matter as long as you deliver on what the title says you're going to give them. And that's interesting. And that's important too. look back, go through your timeline. Even if you're thinking about starting a business right now or, or becoming an influencer, I won't say a business. I'll say influencer for those who are trying to become talking heads, speakers, writing books and content creators. Right. Go back through your timeline over the past year or two and find out what posts got the most clicks and the most engagements. That's a great starting point for what people are interested in talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I do all the time is I always go back and audit right. what audit. had right. the most engagements. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's important. It's important. So, yeah, man, it, 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 this is scientific and I love it. I love, I love social media. <laughs> I love communication, man. And people say Christians don't like science, but it's all a science. It really you know is. What I mean? You know what I mean? It's all it is. Indeed. Indeed. So yeah, I tell you, man, this conversation has been all over the place. Right. And the good thing about that is I feel like people have to listen to the full interview to get all the different things we talked about. Right. Right. Because you don't know where it's <laughs> going to go. Exactly, man. But so, you know, I appreciate you doing this, um, this second interview. Hey, Amen. Thank you for having me, bro. And I would say that for anybody out there who isn't on Anchor, you need to jump on it. Definitely. Kind of yeah. like that old song, jump on it, jump for on sure. it. For you know? sure. Hey, I'll, 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 put, I'll put it to the audience like this for anyone who's still listening, who, who, who was able to suffer long enough to, to <laughs> right? Imagine what you could do if you knew what Facebook pages were going to be when Facebook first introduced pages. Right. Imagine what you could do if you knew what Instagram was going to be to advertising and marketing. You see these people with 200,000 followers and all this kind of stuff. And some of them are simple accounts that just started early. Right. Imagine what you could do with that kind of social media real estate. Well, for the content creator, it's like an investment. It's a risk. So Anchor may crash tomorrow. But I believe Anchor has the potential to be one of those long lasting platforms. And so my, my wife cracked a little joke the other day when I got on Periscope. 
I said, oh, I was late to every other party. I was late to the Facebook party, late to the YouTube party. Periscope, I'm on time, right? Anchor, I think I'm early. You know what I mean? And my wife tells me next time I'm going to get an invite to the party. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> nice. Went from late adopter to right on time to early adopter. Next time, they're going to be calling me before they launch it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, man. Or. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say, or you might you might just create it. but Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I'll be the one giving the invites. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've not ruled that out at all. For sure. <laughs> well, boss, I appreciate you being on the business with Bordeaux podcast again. And even though this, this conversation has been all over the place, started with anchor to, to launch parties to everything, right. everything, everything you shared has been gold, man. Well, well, listen, man, th- this is, this is how spread out business is. You know, yeah. the, you know, every every topic we hit is relevant to starting a business in the digital age. So I'm glad to be hopping around, uh, you know, topic to topic. It's been great. I enjoyed it. And I want to say this real quick. And this is just a thought process I had the other day. I asked myself. Voss can jump on Periscope and share all of this stuff anytime he wants to. And honestly, you probably have. Right. Like all the, all, everything that we've talked about in this conversation is probably out there somewhere. Right. But I was thinking, I think the, the, the good, the positive of having you on the show mm-hmm. is that there's not a, like, you know, there, you have a ton of Periscope sessions, right. you have a ton of articles on your website, but this is a different channel where all of these things are, are combined together. Right. Right. And so whenever I was thinking about, is it even really, is it valuable to have Voss on the show for Voss? Hmm. Hmm. You know, because what what I mean is like this platform, Business with Bordeaux, you have a lot of people that listen to your Periscope, that watch your Periscope sessions. Right. And so a lot of people have heard that, but I think sometimes it's hard to get all of those thoughts collected together at one in one little small hour segment you know what i'm saying right for sure for sure so having you on this show i could take all the questions that i've had for you from all the different periscope sessions mm. and combine them together into one chapter of a large book ah right right you know what i mean yeah i do i do i do so cool. i appreciate you formulating a, a great chapter in this book known as the business with porto podcast Amen. Amen. And hey, listen, for anyone who's interested in the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, if you think this stuff is important, if it has value for you, not only follow who the heck up, but keep your eyes peeled, man, because I'm working on a social media boot camp course to where you'll be able to purchase courses, ask questions in real time, and I'll be able to help you directly with your social media strategy and help you reach more people um, for the good, of course. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, grow the heck up on everything, right? Grow the heck up on everything. Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, and your mama crib. Not your mama, mama. Jason. Everybody, everybody else's mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gotcha, man. Gotcha, man. I bless well, you, everybody, thank you for listening in to another interview from the Boss Air Cornerstone. Grow the heck up here on the Business with the Border podcast. We'll be back next week with another interview. Alrighty, that was the interview with Mr. Lavoisier Cornerstone at Grow the Heck Up. Make sure you check him out. Grow the heck up on everything. So anyway, if you need help getting your anchor station set up, please let me know and I will try my best to give you a hand. Uh, when you jump on anchor, make sure you're looking up, grow the heck up. Make sure you look up Business with Bordeaux. And we also have a Solomon's Porch anchor channel as well so all of those you could check out and, and yeah man it's it's a great app uh you can communicate through call-in chit chat with each other and hear everybody's voice that has a voice that wants to be shared so make sure you do that and let me know if you do so i can find your station and also want to let you know about the giveaway so as i've mentioned before on the show true strength apparel has combined or collabed with kj52 there's a song on his album uh, and the shirt is for the song. And so make sure you go to truestrengthapparel.com and this it's a game face t-shirt. So what you have to do to enter to win the shirt is make sure it's the same rules as last time. Share two of your favorite episodes on social media of the Business with Bordeaux podcast and hashtag Business with Bordeaux and hashtag True Strength Apparel. 
please use both hashtags last time only one person actually used both of the hashtags when they shared it so do that this time so it's easier to find you so i can find you and so aaron at true strength can find you as well and we're going to be doing this uh probably two to three weeks so go ahead and start doing it and uh and yeah we will announce the final date so in a couple weeks just to let you know uh make that anticipatory there so anyway uh thanks again to true strength apparel for being a patron for the show and i also want to thank wordpress stan again if you need to have a website designed or built for you that isn't just a template site like i actually use that businesswithbordo.com then make sure you hit up wordpress stan to get some assistance in that area so shout out to both of them for supporting the show if you want to support the show, you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash businesswithbordeaux, uh, or you could just go to businesswithbordeaux.com, and there is a, there's a link there on the page that you can support the show financially. Uh, there's small amounts from like a dollar a month up to like $5 a month, so it's not a lot. You know, If you just want to give back to the show, if the show has been of value to you. So anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Business with Bordeaux podcast another week. And we will be back next week. Thanks and God bless.